message you're about to listen to is from Jesus and Hindered Ministry. Please open your heart and receive from the Lord.
started. You know when she started shouting hallelujah, you know you had only prayed for 30 minutes. Did you know? Did we know? Did you know you had only prayed for 30 minutes? So just in case you're thinking, oh, we've been praying in tongues. It's just 30 minutes that you prayed when she started shouting hallelujah. And the least we'll do here is an hour. Alright? Without prayer, you can't take in the word of God. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't understand the word of God. Without the Holy Spirit, the Word of God cannot stay inside of you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do we understand? So you need prayer. Prayer is a must. So one hour is the least we do. So that it's like clearing the ground. So that when you want to plant the seed, there is space. And the ground is prepared to receive the seed. And the seed will grow. So last week we couldn't talk about okay what did we say welcome to welcome to welcome to welcome to okay do you want to say it again because some people are looking like what, what are they talking about welcome to welcome to welcome to welcome to okay so help the people that we're not here. So say it loud so that you understand what you're saying, okay? So welcome to... Did you hear? Say it one more time. Welcome to... Welcome to... Welcome to... Welcome to... One more time. Welcome to... Welcome to... Welcome to... Welcome to... So that's what church is meant to be. Okay? Church is meant to equip you and prepare you for the world you're going to live in. 
The Bible says that we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. So if we are not ignorant of it, then you are meant to be prepared to stand against what? The devil. So that's what church should be. And any church you are going, that that's not happening to you. You should think about that church again. I didn't say leave your church, but I will say what I said again. Any church that you are going to that is not allowing for your spiritual life to grow, that is not allowing for you to be empowered to face the world, to face Babylon, to face the systems of Babylon, and to face the things happening in the world, you should have a rethink about that. Should I say it again? Because it looks like I'm saying something not so nice. Any church that is not helping you grow spiritually, any church that is not preparing you to face Babylon and defeat Babylon, any church that is not helping you know what to do against the systems of Babylon and the systems of this world, any church that is not preparing you for the second coming of Christ, you should do what? Think, rethink that church. Don't be sentimental about it. This thing I just said, I know will cause trouble. And some people will say, I'm saying they should leave their church. But when it comes to your spiritual life, don't be sentimental about it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know why? You will stand before your God alone. You will not say, I am in this church, so my pastor covers me. So when they call you and they say, so what did you do with your life? You say, Pastor Rolo, come and speak for me. Is that what will happen? Talk to me now. I'm still your friend. When they say, joy. So what and what did you do with what and this and this that we gave you? You say, eh, Pastor Joy, come and speak on my behalf. Is that what you say? No. You will speak for yourself. You will stand for yourself. You won't even call your husband. You won't call your wife. And for the children here, you won't call your daddy. You won't call your mommy. You will stand and speak for yourself. So you cannot be sentimental about your spiritual life and your spiritual growth. So much depends on it. Rapture is still going to happen. Whether we want to believe it or not, or talk about it or not, it is still going to happen. And it is close. Rapture will happen. You see, this our world will end. There will be an end to it. Get used to this understanding and this truth. And live in accordance to that. Don't live like you're going to be here forever because you will not be here forever. Is that okay? Will you take this truth and love it and not hate it because you want to still be here? Rapture will happen. And the time no man knows, the hour no man knows, but it's going to happen. And for those who have been saying, they've been saying rapture will happen when, that's what they've been saying. That's how you've been saying it. 
there are things and as believers that we should get used to and be fine with they should be part of us there should be things that we don't want to think about if you're truly a believer who is thinking about meeting his or her lord this should be part of your thought don't love the things of the world too much that you can't think about rapture that every time you think about it is from fear when you think about rapture fear grips you why should that be if you have been living for your lord here on earth shouldn't rapture be something you're looking forward to because you want to meet the lord you have been slaving for and serving abby so the question is have you been slaving for have you been serving him truly? Because if you have not, that's why you are afraid. And it's good to deal with the fears. Don't ignore it. If you find yourself afraid of thinking about rapture, it is because you are judging yourself and you are seeing that I'm not there yet. Do you understand what I mean? And what you should do is rearrange your steps. Simple. So I'll say it again any church you are going to that has not trained you to be able to pray three hours and it's just like you are starting that once you pray 20 minutes what am I saying once you pray 10 minutes you think you have prayed two hours you know how it feels it is the things that help us the devil makes us think differently about them when you are watching movie now you don't think about the time when you are at um, a restaurant, you don't think about the time. But once you start praying, once you start reading the word, time becomes your greatest concern. Have you noticed? You start saying, ah, ah, have we not prayed up to 20 minutes? But when you are eating, you don't say, eh, have we not eaten up to 20 minutes? You know that. You don't. You don't ask that question because you love what you are doing. So could it be that you don't love prayer? Tell yourself the truth. Is it possible you don't love prayer? If you know that you don't, then you start loving. But when you think, no, I love prayer. No. And when you think about prayer, it's a problem for you. Tell yourself the truth. Start loving prayer. When you are with that woman and that man you want to marry, do you think of time? Be truthful to yourself. I saw somebody give a nice, you know, robust smile from inside <laughs> like true do you think about time you don't when you go to Jayabu I love you do you think about time you are lost in the ambience everything is okay then when you go to church, you barely spent 30 minutes. You're already thinking about time. When you say this morning, I'm going to wake up at 5 o'clock to commune with my father. 5.10. <laughs> 5.10 looks like, when you, you know, you, do you check the time? Be truthful. Though. Do you check it? And then when you check it, you see 10 minutes, you're like, ah, ah. Sins is only 10 minutes I have done. Why is this sins for that one? And it's not sins for chopping, for chopping life. That's how you know the devil. So once you remember and you say sins, know that the devil is coming. Tell him bye-bye. 
why is the time so important to us when we are doing the things that will keep us alive? Then the things that will kill us, time, we have enough time to do them. Do you understand? So it is important. What did I say? What is important? What is important? What is important to you? To commune with God. The Bible says there's time for everything under the sun. So the time that you give to God, give Him without making Him feel like He's wasting your time. Don't give God time and you feel like, make God feel like God is wasting your time. When he's trying to help your life. Do we understand? Do we understand? I will say this first thing I said again. Any church, those of you listening to me now, those of you that will listen to me after now, those of you here, those of you that will hear in a year time if the Lord tarries, any church that is not helping you grow spiritually, that is not making you be attentive more to God, that is not making you prepare for the second coming of Christ, that says grace abounds, it is okay for you to sin, that says you should chase money and prosperity more than chase God, that makes you more conscious of the things of this world than the things of God. Run away from that church. Judgment is going to start in the house of the Lord. And the Lord is going to judge his church in this nation. He Lord will what? Judge his church in this nation. And he's already in the process of doing it. So make sure. Don't be what? Sentimental about it. Don't be emotional about it. Don't be political correct about it. Don't be culturally correct about it. Don't go because now my culture people. Don't go to church because they allow Igbo people have their way. Don't go to church because they allow Yoruba people do their thing. Don't go to church because Ausa people are free. Go to church because you are going to meet with Christ and Christ will transform your life and make you what he wants you to be. And use you because you are meant to be equipped to go and do the work because you will account to him. Don't like any church that makes the church very comfortable to you for you to stay. They're increasing.
increase the car park so that more cars can be parked. That double the ACs and makes the chair very comfy. So that when you go to a church in the rural place, you'll be like, Meanwhile, you should. That, that's what you're supposed to do. But because you have been trained as a butter Christian that loves cool atmosphere, that loves amazing light, that cannot even kneel down or stand up in the worship of God or lie down, that loves your dressing because they made it so class-driven as opposed God-driven. So what you wear is important to you that you can't even let go of that thing to lie down on the floor before your maker. Because they will say your clothes, you know. Because you dress again to oppress your neighbor. You're not dressing because you, you're just dressing to love Jesus. You're dressing so that they will say, and then you get the new car, so they will say, when you drive past, that's when you fight the protocol people to park in the front place. The day you drive Bentley, or you drive Jiwago. When they say there's no space, why is there no space there? Is there I want to park? How would they see my G before my wagon? You have to see my G and my wagon. Any church that makes you worldly focused than God, leave them. Is that okay? Is that okay? Do you still love me? If you don't love me, I love you. And Jesus loves me and I'm okay with that. Honestly. So the last time we were supposed to talk about God, your heart, but somehow, somehow, we're talking about followership and the other sheep. Right? You, did you see my face? It shouldn't happen again. I'm saying it friendly now. So, uh, the Bible says, out of the heart, the abundance of the heart, what happens? I think it was in November or December. When did you guys have that meeting? November. That the Lord told me to tell us to be careful, to guard our heart because of what is coming. And he said very clearly that those we look up to, those we admire, those we, you know, draw inspiration from, we will be amazed and shocked at what will happen, you know, to them and what they will do. And he was saying to us to guard our hearts so that when these things happen, we don't say, ah, Jesus, I'm not doing it again. You can't just judge Jesus based on the error of men. We cannot judge Jesus based on the error and mistakes of men. So guard your heart now. 
You cannot judge Jesus unfaithful, like she said, because of man's error and man's mistake and man's frailty. You cannot. It will be wrong. It will be unholy. Because the standards of God have never changed. The Bible has never changed, has it? The standards of God have never changed. The Bible says of him that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. There's no time he has changed. We are the ones that change. We are the ones that transform. We are the ones that are in a process of becoming like him. So if there's any changing, it is from our end. So if a man is going through his process, right, and he fails in the process of going through his process, don't judge God unfaithful because of that man. All right? You need to know that now. So that when you see it, you won't say, hey, all these Christians. Now, wait till we talk with that. Say, you see, they'll say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Say, hey, it don't happen now. Say, Jesus, I don't to come out. And even you that is a Christian will start saying, come to think of it. If this can happen to me, what are we then doing? If that can happen to that, so what's going on? And then you start to be weary in your faith. As if what the person did, the Bible, what the Bible said, changed while the person was changing. And so because of that person, you say, I don't believe again. I want to be atheist. Is that what you call them? Atheist. Atheist. Which one? Atheist. Artist. Say it again. Is it? Atheist. What does it even mean? <laughs> you mean? No, those that are confused. That's the meaning. It is, oh, don't you know it's confusion? The Bible says the fool says in his heart that there is no God. So somebody that tell you there is no God is a fool. I did not say to him. I'm, I'm, I don't insult people do I? No, yeah, tell me the truth. You are quiet too. Do I insult people? Eh? I quote the Bible. Thank you. I don't insult people. The Bible says, a fool says in his, you see the matter of this heart, a fool says in his heart that there is, I think the Bible says, only a fool, he, you know, classified it. So anytime the devil is trying to make you feel there is no God, you know you are being a fool. <laughs> Do you know that? So tell yourself, I have been a fool, stop it. Can you be truthful to yourself and tell yourself that? Eh? See, see people don't want to insult themselves. If you like to insult yourself, no, God said only a fool. So anytime you are finding yourself not believing in God, just say that's foolish. Stop it. Or tell yourself, don't be a fool. Tell yourself, don't be a fool. Don't be foolish. Those that have pride will be feeling like, don't call me a fool. Well, the Bible says you're a fool. If you do not, if you say there is no God, 
you are confused and you are a fool. What is the meaning of a fool? Hey! <laughs> oh my goodness. That is so nicely said. Someone who's senseless. <laughs> no, honestly, I think I want to check um, dictionary. Church, you feel like abuse. <laughs> Please tell me your definition. You should help me give her that. Tell me your version of your uh, dictionary. You tell me that your version again. And I like what you said. The person is senseless, sense eluding. So this is dictionary. Maybe you should say, so tell them it's according to a person who acts unwisely or imprudently is a person. It's your version. According, just quotes where you are getting it from. Okay, so from Merriam Webster Dictionary, it said. A fool is a person who lacks good sense or judgment. He's a stupid or silly person. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is a what? Stupid or silly person? I did not. <laughs> Why are people saying, wow? Wow. <laughs> so, you help me put Psalm 14, verse 1. So that you don't say, I insulted you. So that you remember the scripture. Okay, this is KJV. You give me the different versions you have. So, can we read it together? Hmm? One, two, go. Leave this one, leave this one. <laughs> Please leave this one. Can we read it again? That's who an is, is. That's an atheist. That's the definition of atheist. Depraved. Detestable. Callous. 
devoid of food. And there are many atheists that are not speaking out. There are many atheists in church. Do you know? Do you know there are many atheists in church? They are not saying it out, but in their heart, they don't believe God. Huh? You are no different from the atheist who is saying, I don't believe in God. If you are in the house of the Lord and you don't believe in your heart who God is, you don't believe what he says he is, who he says he is, what he can do, you are an atheist in Christian clothing. If I say atheist in sheep, wolf, you are an atheist in Christian clothing. And it is still this heart matter within himself, in your heart. And how did I get here? I was talking about what the Lord said in November, about what will come, what will happen, that you'll be seeing. And so that you don't wake up one morning and say, because that person failed, it means God has failed. Because that person missed their way, it means God has missed their way. And the reason you feel that way is because you have put your trust in that person rather than God. You have highly exalted that person more than you have exalted God. You have highly placed that person more than the person of Jesus Christ. That's the only reason you come to that place where you say, Jesus, I cannot believe you. What just happened? Because of the error and the failure of a man. Do you understand me? You will not come to that place. That's why I'm telling you now. Because it's going to happen. And he's already on the way. You will not come to that place where you will judge God unfaithful. Are you listening to me? Because God won't forgive you if you do. Because you've been warned. You will never come to that place where you judge the Lord unfaithful. That's why you need to read the word of God. Because these things that will happen will not be strange if you read the word of God. Because the Bible has already prophesied it happening. Do you understand? Many will fall by the wayside. The Bible has already prophesied it. And so if we truly read this word, you know we will not be... We won't be tossed on the floor. We won't just be anyhow. Because when you see it happen, you'll be like, oh, it's been spoken of. This is it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do we understand what I'm saying? Don't come to that place where you judge God unfaithful. Rather, when these things happen and you see it, just pray for mercy and pray for restoration and redemption if the Lord will still do that. All right? Is that okay? Is that very clear? So, the heart... Guard your heart. And we stopped last week at the song. Consecrate my heart. 
I want to be holy. I want to live solely just for you. Just for you. Oh God. Consecrate my heart. I want to be holy. I want to live solely just for you, just for you, oh God, consecrate my heart, I want to be holy, I want to live solely just just for you, oh God. The definition of God is watch over in order to protect or control. Hmm? Watch over in order to protect or control. So we said guard your heart. You need to watch over your heart. You need to protect your heart now. You need to start building defense mechanism and systems for your heart now so that your heart will not fail. According to what scripture says, that the heart of many will do what? Fail them. The only way your heart will not fail you is to do what? Guard your what? Guard it now. Protect your heart. Watch over your heart, look after, keep an eye on, take care of, cover, patrol, police your heart, defend your heart, shield your heart, safeguard your heart, preserve your heart, save, keep safe, secure, screen, shelter, fortify, garrison, barricade, man, occupy, whatever English you want to use. The long and short of it is that God, your Protect your heart now. Let the word of the Lord be the fence around your heart. So that when things are going wrong, your heart will not fail. So it means that before you see a physical manifestation of failure, there has been a failure in the heart first. When the heart stops, the body, the body stops. The body can even act like it stops and the heart is still beating. But when the heart truly stops, the body stops. So the physical manifestation of failure you see is coming from the internal manifestation of failure. All right? Guard it now. Protect your heart against damage or harm. For your heart to fail, it must be damaged. Hmm? And the things that damage our heart are the things we see, 
the things we hear, the things we read. So they say, oh, you are feeling the symptoms of pain here. You have walked for one week back to back. And you are feeling the symptom of pain here. I just like, I don't understand it. Then you go to Google. And then you type pain on the right hand side of the lower abdomen. <laughs> and Google says to you, <laughs> it doesn't even tell you one tells you multiple reasons and then your heart starts to pick the one you think is the most not too scary one of it then you see cancer no it can't be cancer you are the one helping the devil name the pain in your lower side of your right side abdomen <laughs> So you cancel cancer away. You cancel, uh, uh, no, no, I can't have cancer. I'm still young. You think of your age. I'm still young. I'm, I, uh, uh, no, not like that. You cancel cancer. Then you cancel, what's the next thing? Heart failure, heart attack. Kidney failure, liver, you cancel, you cancel. Then you see, what are the things? Different things. Then you say, appendix. That it should be that. <laughs> You chose something, whether it's the most simple one. You should have chose something, Sha. And then you say appendix. Meanwhile, the first thing you should do is, I don't understand this thing. Pray. Is when even they say, doctors will tell you, take, if you have a headache, take Panadol. If the symptoms persist, then visit a hospital nearest to you. So they don't even want you to come to the hospital like, because you have a just first treat it with this one. If it doesn't work, then come to the hospital. But for us believers, the first thing we should do is pray. We are guilty of this. I am subject. The first thing we should do is pray. But Google has mentored us and discipled us. This is why you need to guard your heart. Anything can disciple you. Don't be fooled that I'm not yet in discipleship class. You are being discipled. Because you have not registered in church for discipleship class. You say, I'm not yet. You are being discipled already. The decisions you take and the actions you make, they come from what is coming into you. What you are feeding off and what you are eating. So something is discipling everyone on earth. It is either God or the devil. But you are being discipled currently. And so if you are the type that spends time on Facebook doing the wrong thing, what you are spending time with is already discipling you and program programming your heart. A lot of us are going through programming every day. Them 2G will understand this. 
programming. They are programming you, deleting and infusing, editing and on it. They are doing that to you every day. They are doing that to us every day. And it is because the devil is a quick, quick guy, sharp, sharp guy, who doesn't want you to reason before doing anything so that you can make the wrong choice. Because he knows when you reason, he knows that in the multitude of counsel, you are what? Preserved, you are safe. So he, will not, he doesn't want you to think. He wants you to choose. So you are being programmed daily to just choose from impulse or out of impulse. So whatever it is that you are spending your time with right now is discipling you. Do you agree or you disagree? So this should make you go back and check what and who is discipling you. So you don't wake up and say, I don't know how I got here. It's not offer. You know what offer is? Who doesn't know what offer is? Okay, offer is like, offer! <laughs> so you go. <laughs> Sorry, oh, they say I raised one leg. So you like, so you disappear and appear somewhere else. That's what offer is. <laughs> so it's not going to be offer. You didn't disappear and appear there. You have been eating. So it's what you ate that you are pooing. Do you understand? You see, this is your mask on your face first. When I help you first remove it, We'll have conversations, me and you, today. <laughs> no, leave him. Wear your mask. The children here, yeah, you can wear your mask if it helps you. Eh? That's what offer is. So it's not going to be magic. It is going to be a function of what you have been consuming. So you need to go back and check what you have been consuming. The devil is working overtime to delete patience from you. I told you you are being programmed. They are deleting any, you see whatever is called patience, they are deleting it from you. Do you understand? You see the devil when he say, Chiamaka, delete patience, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> then they will delete patience. Delete endurance, <laughs> they delete. Delete perseverance, they delete. Put what did you say? Put anger, put restlessness, put, and then they will infuse it. And they do it systematically, I told you. Now, when you put anything more than one minute, you can bet that people will not watch it. You can say it, you can beat your chest. That the people that will watch anything that is more than one minute, they are not much. The ones that will watch one minute are plenty. So, are you ignorant? Are we ignorant? Huh? 
We are not ignorant. It's just because what they are doing to us is having double effect. We are aware, but we are being killed. So we can't help ourselves. We are helpless. They are feeding something and killing something. It's a two-edge. So they are feeding the flesh and killing the spirit. And it's only the spirit that can war against the flesh. So they are giving you something to make your flesh happy and make your spirit die so that there is no war. So that's when you tell me that man just killed his wife or that woman just stabbed her husband. How did she get there? It was not unfair. They've been killing her spirit. She's been hardened to a point where she will stab and not think. And let me tell you, as soon as she stabs, reasoning comes back. Because the devil's job is accomplished. His job is to what? Steal, kill, destroy. You know, church, we like and you just say, the devil comes in, steal, kill, and destroy. We'll go shout them. But we don't understand. And so he's killing you, you don't even understand. But you're saying, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he's killing you, but you, you, you just say words you don't believe. And because he also knows his timing, he's doing it with with all of his power. That's why people who take people now in Lekki and be kidnapping them and say they believe in um, turnover. So they don't even have where to keep the people. They will just drive you around. That's what I heard. If it's 500k, if it's 1 million, they'll collect it. They can imagine if they collect six one million in a day that's good turnover right and you are saying where did they how did they get there they have been programmed and we in the church self we joined in the programming did i tell you how we joined in the programming we exalted wealth more than God. So we joined in the programming. We exalted good cars more than God. And you now want to drive that good car when you never thought of the people around you, how they were living. But you, in the past, you have been driving that good car and pass them and go and come. Right? You buy another one. The one you bought is not bad though. The same kind of car, but the latest edition. You add it to your addition. And you drive past the slum to your beautiful BGC. And your beautiful banana. And your beautiful Ikoi. But you will still pass that slum to go to the airport. Except if you build airport in your house. You will still pass that slum to go to the hospital. But you ignore it. As a believer, 
You saw those people and did not think anything to, you know, to do. Rather, you were acquiring more wealth. Now, now, how will you drive the car in peace? I said, we are all going to meet. I'll start going to the market. No supermarket. Because you said they kidnap people at supermarkets. <laughs> and they created supermarkets. They even made markets, village markets, supermarkets, so that you are not dirty. You know, we want to clean up on all sides. Kidnap, I know they find people in the go market. <laughs> the way they go to supermarkets, this one get money. And then you park the car. I'm not justifying kidnapping. I'm saying to you that we failed. And if only we admit and start from that place to repent and ask God for help. First to forgive us and then help us. That's what we should do. We shouldn't be sitting and thinking, why are people like this? Eh? Why are they just kidnapping like this? Eh? What's the issue now? What's all this? And you have not repented of your contribution in the formation of those people. I'm speaking English. Because we produce them. Do you understand? We produce them. All right? So it is important. Please lower that. It is important, very important that you do what you guard your heart. Take responsibility for your wrongs. Ask for mercy and forgiveness. Do your part and then pray. But acting like you're not part of it will not exempt you. All right? So I said the church, we contributed in the formation of these people and we need to repent. The last time before the last time, I talked about how we are in church I'm, for instance, the leader of the church, and I'm praying for my congregation that receive abundance, receive prosperity. That business you want to do, receive the destiny to do it. And I say to you, you know, that business you want to start, go this week, and, you know, the doors will open, you know, and trust me, the doors will open. And sometimes the door doesn't open outside. But the business you want to do will take you 200 days to do it. And in church, as your leader, who you have been paying tight and offering to, I have more than 200,000. Or even personally, I have more than that we are not using to do anything. And I can verify the kind of business you want to do. Why can't we be the answer to the prayer of your prosperity?
why can't we be the answer to them to that prayer? Why do I have to send you to the street to go and find the money? If we don't have it, it's a different thing. If we're already engaging, giving it to something else, it's a different thing. Right? But if it is available, why can't we be the answer to that prayer? Why can't we empower? And I will say this very clearly. Don't think that you can, you know, uh, church will give me money. So you will come and bring business that doesn't make sense. Is the church that we, that we even, you know, the scrutiny from the church should be more. Because God does not waste his resources. The man he gave one that refused to use it, he collected it back and gave to the person that had more. You will say, ah, I have one. You should even just leave it to me and back bear. You know, we like back bear God. We want a God that back bear. We don't want to do what we want to do, what we need to do, but we just tell God, forget it now. No, he's not my God. My God does not back bear. He's very accountable. All right? So that money, if you waste it, that is given to you because you think, eh, she be I pay tight and not free. Your, your case is not even, let's not be talking about it. You prosper, God will help you. But why can't we sometimes be the answer to the prayer? You can tell the person in your team is struggling. But you are so engrossed with greed that you cannot be concerned. I'm just saying the different ways where we have contributed to the problem so that we can start changing and as the church and start replanting. But like I said, I said what? God... God what? Why do you people look like you're sleeping? Huh? Why did I say God you? The re responsibility of guarding and protecting your heart is not in the hand of any pastor. Should I say that again? The responsibility of guarding or protecting your heart is not in anyone or any pastor. It is your responsibility. The responsibility to test all spirit is not in a pastor. It is you that will test it. And this is because we can preach truth without the spirit of truth. And I think I've said before that guarding your heart doesn't mean that evil things won't come to your heart. The fact that I'm guarding it doesn't mean evil will not come close to your heart. Right? What you do when the evil comes is what will make us know if you are guarding your heart or not. Do you understand? But saying that evil will not come to your heart because I'm guarding it is a lie. Even the most formidable, you know, um, um, forces you look at Israel and for instance the Palestine as much as Israel has you know the iron dome and all of that did they still try eh? they tried 
But the iron dome did what intercepted. So guarding your heart doesn't mean that evil will look, see your heart and go the other way. No. Is that place evil will come? Is the secured accounts that hackers want to hack? They don't hack the unsecured ones. Do you understand? He's the one that is secured. They are trying money and night to hack. Do you get? So the fact that you are guarding your heart doesn't mean hackers will not come and hack it. The devil is constantly trying to hack your heart. So you have to do what, when hackers try to hack, what do you do? You upgrade your software. You change your strategy. You increase your security. You do two-factor authentication. Very soon we'll have four-factor authentication. So you cannot not guard your heart, not change your system, and you're thinking that whatever they throw at it will not disturb you. You cannot be cold and expecting that all will be well. In Zion. It is impossible. The people that stops Akas are smarter than Akas. So you have to be smarter than the devil. That's why you have his secret here already. You have to be more prepared than him. If the devil should hack you, admit your failure. You failed. Okay? You failed in what you were supposed to be doing. That is why he gained access. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't blame anybody. You failed in your responsibility. And I hear that hackers, they never stop. That's what they do. They wake up and try to hack from morning till night. That's the devil. So why you take a break to go and sleep? The devil is trying. That's why in your house he's trying. On your bed he's trying. At work he's trying. And so you'll be like, ah, why can't they leave me alone? He cannot leave you alone. He's only doing his job. So that's why you can't be a Sunday, Sunday Christian. That's why you can't be a Saturday, Friday Christian. You have to be a Christian all round. At work, a Christian. At school, a Christian. In ShopRite, a Christian. Everywhere you go, a Christian. True child of God. Because he can hack you at any time. He does not give you any notification. He doesn't give you notification. So don't sit down there and be feeling cool and pretty. And be wondering, why is he disturbing me? He is doing his job. So our Christianity needs to go beyond church. Let your Christianity goes be, go beyond church. I said that the last time, the people who are in the offices that we are complaining about, half of them are Christians now. How come the Christianity doesn't apply there? Why does it apply only in church? Why is it okay to do anyhow we like during the week and come on Sunday looking pious and holy? Or Saturday, looking proper and prim, prime. What do you call it? Prim. Yeah, looking prim and proper. Why is it okay? And outside, you are a lion for fighting. At your office, you are the one. I know people, the church I used to go to, we pray like mad. Hey, hey, we pray with everything. But when there is a group of shops, the person that caused trouble is that prayer warrior. 
The person that displays anger the most is the prayer warrior. The person that displays hate the most is the prayer warrior. So, but in church, ha, ho, ha, ho. then over there, you are nothing like a Christian. That's the problem we have. Even Akas, don't they pay tight? Kidnappers pay tight. If you talk to them, you find out that they have somewhere they go to. They call church. And they have somebody that is meant to be a man of God who sees it as not a problem to even bless the work of their hands. We curse the works of your hands, you kidnappers. We curse it. It won't work. We don't bless it. It will not work. Take your hands off. Stop it. You destroy yourself eventually. When you look down, when you trace down, these people have somewhere, someone they look up to. That will not do what? Tell them the truth. That's all. Tell them the truth. We won't. Now we are now reaping the fruit of the truth with intel. And we want to be crying and complaining rather than to repent. Guard your heart now. Everyone you care about, tell them now. I'm saying it again. That's what the Lord has said. Guard your heart now. Garrison your heart now. Protect your heart now. One pandemic almost finished us. And it's just one of many. It is in this period, people truly knew, they knew their restate. People that have been going to church without knowing God knew where they were and started finding their way back. And some did not. I said two set of people come out of, of this kind of thing. The people that will run back to God and the people that will be more hardened and say, ah, we got out of it now. Can they, what is there? It is one. We couldn't function. So when more come, when famine come, because it's coming, the last time I said, Kodele, I said, stop prayer in your bank, no money. And if you have money, get farmlands and plant food. Don't see it as work for dirty people. If you are listening to me, you are here, and you have money to buy a farmland. Whether in Nijebu Ode, or Ogun State, or Ekwe, wherever, buy and farm food. People do the worst things. I knew that was going to happen. People do the worst things. Why? Because of food. They're not even before car. You people will go and steal because of food. And we are a country with vast land, yet we cannot prosper in providing food. Say prayer in your bank. Keep some of your money. Same mother and 
And if you have money, buy farmland. Farm. Thank you. We said the last time that we will not be victims of prophecy. If God has warned us, it's so that we are prepared for what is to come. Just like, what's his name? Um, Joseph was prepared for the famine that came upon Egypt. And we've heard it before. It will get really bad before it gets good. I have said it. This country being good, we are not debating it anymore. It will happen with or without you. The thing is, do you want it to happen with you? That's the decision to make now. It's not that, oh, let's make a decision. Will it happen? This land will flourish. This land is blessed. And you will see the blessing of the Lord on this land. But are you going to be a part of it? The Lord has decided to do it. Whether you say amen or not, whether you agree or not, it's going to be done. So don't even bother saying amen. It is going to be done. The question is, do you want to be a part of what God wants to do? Or do you want to be swept away? It is your choice. It is your choice now. And he clearly said only the ones with him won't be swept away. Not those going to church and living double lives. Those who are with him in every sense of the word will not be swept away. So I tell you now, guard your heart for what is to come. Protect it. There will not be excuse if it starts to happen and you want to act like God, why? You've been told. Tell as many as possible. Advise and encourage many to do the things I have said. Do it now. All right? I'll just read some scriptures and we'll be done. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, 23 to 25, he said, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. The Bible says in Luke 6, 45, he says, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Luke 6, 45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored in his heart. Good three times. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. If your heart is full of fear, your mouth will speak fear. If your heart is full of failure, your mouth will speak failure. If your heart is full of lies, your mouth will speak lies. Proverbs 27, 19 says, As water reflects the face 
So, one's life reflects the heart. So, I just need to see the life you are living. I know the state of your heart. I need to see the life you are living and I know how dark your heart is or how bright your heart is. These are scriptures you should read. Proverbs 27, 19, Luke 6, 45, Proverbs 4, 23 to 25. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. You know, I've often even said about worship, that worship prayer, it starts from the heart, but it doesn't remain there. So when you start worship or prayer quietly in your heart, it cannot remain there. We will see the overflow of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We will see what? The overflow of it. If gratitude is in your heart, you will speak gratitude. If thanksgiving is in your heart, you will speak thanksgiving. If hate is in your heart, you will speak. If jealousy is in your heart, you will speak. If ingratitude is in your heart, you will speak. So what comes from here, that is the true instrument of worship. Your heart. Kade is playing that keyboard. The keyboard is sounding what is coming from his heart. If Kade is a thief and a womanizer, well, maybe those that are not spiritually sensitive, if he plays, you'll be, your spirit will be irritated. But those who are not spiritually sensitive, though, they don't know the difference. Their flesh will glorify in it because they don't know. But when you're spiritually sensitive, somebody is playing, you are just, you are not hearing, you are hearing a life. You are hearing a heart. You are hearing more than just the... And that's why I say to people, don't sing a song and be praying in the Holy Ghost in it because that's the new wave. You think once you say, Ladabakosha, oh Father, oh Father, in the song, is anointed. The tongue is annoying. Because it is the life that we hear in the song. It is the life we hear from the instrument. It is a life. So change your life now. It is the life we hear from the drums. So don't be quick to want to do single and just be rab rab rambling in it in the name of tongues. And believe that once we hear tongues, it is spiritual. That can only apply for fleshy people. People who are led of the spirit, even tongues. There is tongues and there are tongues. Or there are tongues and there is tongues or whatever you call it. It's a life he's looking for. At your workplace, you should be the best at what you do. It flows from somewhere. If your heart is dirty, everything about you will be dirty. You will look fine, you will still be dirty. If your heart is smelling, you will look fine, you will still be smelling. Then you will be wondering why you are not getting favor. You are looking so nice. Everybody should gravitate towards you, but they are still running. 
It's the state of your heart. Your heart is not looking fine at all. Your heart is, is dark. It's dirty. Show me what you do and I'll tell you the state of your heart. Just like you say, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Show me what you do, I'll tell you the state of what? Read those scriptures when you get. The heart is the seat of power. Our heart is the seat of power. Nothing goes out or comes into our body without passing through the heart. The heart of a man is such a strong place. Decisions are made there. That's why scriptures say, as you propose in your heart, you have not even done it because you propose this in your heart. I will bless you. No, don't you understand? You have not carried it out, but in your heart, you have proposed it. You have set aside that money that you see that money. I have proposed in my heart that I'm giving it. You have not given it all. And just by agreeing, God, let me tell you, I enjoy blessings like that. Maybe it was like two weeks ago. I didn't have enough but I know I needed to do something good so the last thing I had I was in the place of oh let me keep it or so I was in that place all day and then I was at this um it's not restaurant what do you call them it's called Sheffield's they sell food so I was there waiting to buy food and the Lord brought that thing again and in my heart I said I will do it I agreed right and I killed it. I think it was about a hundred, right? And I said I was going to use it to do. That's all I had. And I, I agreed in my heart. Nobody was hearing me. I was on a queue to buy food. And in that place, I agreed that I would do this thing. It is honorable with the last thing I have. Even though I was worried about something else. Let me tell you what happened. The minute God is my witness, the minute I agreed. Nobody was hearing. Nobody saw. Nobody was there. The minute I said, okay, Lord, I agree. And it was true. I received an alert immediately. That was more than that thing and we covered it to the other issue I had. But nobody knew what I did. But in my heart, I said, you know what? I give it. That's why your heart is powerful. And if I've said it, I cannot go back and say it because nobody heard me. I can change my mind. Which is a lot of the things we are suffering from in the physical. God has told you to do something nobody heard. But because nobody heard, you said you won't do it. You will suffer publicly, even though you thought it in your heart. When you are suffering, everybody will see the suffering. But the decision that would have stopped your suffering was only you and God that knew it and you refused to do it concerned about the people that did not even know a decision was made that's why scripture says in Matthew 9 4 he said and Jesus knowing the thoughts knowing their thoughts said why are you thinking evil in your heart that's why the yardstick is much for us he says, if you think of fornication, 
you have done it. You don't need to get the girl set the bed or get the guy arrange the seduction. You just need to have done it, play it out how it will go in your heart. It is already recorded as done. That's the height God is expecting from us. That's the height Jesus. So when somebody tells you, it's okay, grace covers you. When Jesus is still, your thoughts are enough to judge you. Not even your actions. Your thoughts are enough. Our thoughts are enough to judge us. Our thoughts are enough to give us verdict. And yet you are thinking that until I do it, God weighs the heart. So you can be smiling to me and be killing me. But God is seeing you. You can be smiling to me and be lying to me. God is watching you. You can be smiling to me and be acting smart. God is watching you. You are killing yourself. You are not killing me. Because the one who judges the heart sees what you are doing. And he will judge you. Sometimes it's better for men to judge you than God. Because he will be just and he will be true. You will always be a liar. He can't be the liar. So it's better let men judge you than God judging you. God is more concerned about the heart. Hebrews 10, 22 says, let us come forward to the Holy of Holies with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. The heart is a strong place. I wrote here that love your pastors, serve God through them, but don't make them an idol. quality of the information that comes into your heart is important. What you allow into your heart is important. Alright? And God weighs the heart. He judges the heart. And I've known, known this for a long time, so I try as much as possible to check my heart every time. Why am I doing this? Why am I, why this thing now I've just done? Why? I judge my heart every time. I don't wait for God to judge it. Me, I do judgment on my heart. I check it and if I find that, I say, Lord, I'm sorry. What is here is not good. I said, we're going to talk about judge, this judging matter. We will. But we are going to close. I judge my heart. What you see from me is what you get. There's no... If I don't like you, I don't like you. If I like you, I like you. If you did something wrong to me, I say it so that I can move on. I don't, I don't like to keep it. Because if I understand the place of my heart, I can't afford to keep things there that are not necessary. So I say it. And once I've said it, I deal with you with an open heart. Whatever I say, you see. 
And that's how you should deal with people. And so if you are in, in a group with people and your heart is so dark and you cannot even let people into what is in your heart and you eat and dine with them and do everything with them, you have a problem. And you should fix yourself. You have a problem and you should fix yourself. We're not talking about people you don't know or your enemies. These are people you eat with, sleep with, dine with, laugh with, and your heart is still dark. You need Jesus. You haven't met him. You need to submit to him. Guard your heart. Because of my closeness to you, right? There are some things I can't do without telling you. Not because you require them of me, but because we are coming on a journey. We are on a life. If I don't do that, I don't owe you truth. And it will be as good for us to function as a queen. Is there acquaintance we call them? What's acquaintance? Just let's not come close. Let's not deceive ourselves. But if we'll come close, we forget secrets. We become like open books. I don't even know my, my bank details in my head. Kayode knows it. Sule. I don't know what what is. And I said, if they want to kill me, let them go ahead and do it. If in trusting them, they will kill me, then God wants to kill me. It's not everybody you trust though. But when the Lord brings people to you, if I trust you and you kill me, go ahead and kill me, God allowed it. If I'm one with you and you kill me, go ahead and do it, God allowed it. If I can still keep things from you, my money, where will we will say things we don't believe? They, they have access to my money. Sule spends his money. Let me be churchful. Brother Sule spends his money. Sometimes I wonder if he's okay. Once he just has some money and there's something to be done, he doesn't wait for us to give him money. He uses his money to sort it out. What a level of trust. Whether they give him back, they don't give him back. But he gets it back and he gets beyond because that's how it is to live. If we as believers cannot live that transparently, what are we expecting from the unbelievers? If we as believers cannot trust ourselves and be transparent with ourselves, what are we expecting from unbelievers? I said to you, money is the least because we've been able to conquer money. You remember what the Bible says about money? The love of money is the root of all evil. Everything we are facing, it's because of the love and the drive and the pursuit of money. Even the evil in the house of the Lord is the pursuit of money. Is the love of it. Having money is not a bad thing. But when you love money, you can't use money faithfully. 
you will abuse money and money will be your lord money will drive your decision you can't give what you have you want to keep everything to yourself you are still living a fake life you are still living a fake life if you don't conquer in the place of money you can't do spiritual things let me just not lie to you look at me I said it if you cannot conquer money, whether in the, in the midst of two friends or in, you know, a family unit or a church body or whatever it is, you cannot conquer money. You can't do spiritual things. Because money will always get in the way. There's no money I will have and there is a need, I'll say I'm keeping it for myself. I don't care. Tell me I'm stupid, it's okay. So we practice the Christianity we preach. We practice the Christianity we preach. God has given us victory over money in this place has given us victory over money. Where two people can have the same need and somebody will give up his need for the other person. That's the Christianity we are practicing. It's not the one we will just talk. Because everything we talk, you will have to practice. When there is the need for two people having the same need and somebody says, no, you go first. I will give what I have to add to what you have to do. That's the Christianity we should be practicing. Stop having an idea of your life. You cannot go far with it. You cannot. I mean every word I'm saying. You can't go far with trying to do your life by yourself. Arrange your life by yourself. You can't trust a fellow believer. You can't come to a place where you have money and you say, you know what, this thing I want to do, I'll drop it, you do it. And you're still claiming, you're not a Christian. You haven't met God. You need to change your ways. Money will definitely rule you and the love of it will destroy you if you are still struggling in that place. And you will not even have the money. You keep chasing it. But the day you die to it, you will have it. The day you give it, you will have it. The day you stop trying to be crafty and smart, you will have it. The day you stop trying to think that you understand, you will have it. Trust me. You will have it. He who has ears, hear now. I think he's your Bible. I don't know if it's in the Bible. I just told my son, the dog that is going to lost or that is going to be missing, he will not hear the whistle of the of the hunter my sheep hears my voice and they follow me you don't hear his voice you lost now is the time to hear any Christianity you are practicing that is still money is still on top you have not let go of money you've not died you have not started Christianity I bet you because the love of mammon is in scripture choose between mammon 
and God. Money and God. And if you are still doing somehow about money, oh, ask these people. You see, I thank God for these guys because I've seen their life. I'm not saying, I'm not preaching what I'm not seeing. I've seen their life. Ask Kayode, ask Sule. There's no way you practice it that it doesn't change. There's no way you practice it that things does not change. You will live from the pocket of the Lord. And you will have, even when you don't have. I told you the last time, the devil reigns in the area of money. He, money is too cheap. That's where he reigns. That's where he's Lord. He doesn't reign in the places of spiritual things. It's money. He tempts you with money. He tempts you with fame. He tempts you with what? Good life. He tempts you. That's what he tempts with. He, tempt, he tempted Jesus with it. I will give you this. I will give you wealth. Is a little realm. Come up higher. Come up higher when money is not the factor. It has happened before where God will put fuel in your car, literally. You know, she said something. If you don't believe, there's no point. Stop claiming you believe when you act opposite of what you believe. Let go of money. And money will chase you. Let, I, I'm telling you this life. Let go of money. Money will chase you. Conquer money. And you will have money. See, none of us here can lack. You see, amongst this, my small unit, we can't lack. The reason why we can't lack is if I don't have, Kayode will have. If Kayode doesn't have, Sule will have. If Sule doesn't have, Victor will have. If Victor doesn't have, Faithful will have. Somehow, we will not be put to shame. So when I'm getting money, I'm not having it as my money. It's not my idea of my money. I'm having money for people. That's how I think of money. When I'm getting money, I'm getting money for people because I might not have a need. Kayode might have a need. Victor might have a need. And except I don't know about it. We can't even be, we don't lie to ourselves. And those that are still practicing in it change. That's, that's how you know you found your family. All right? Money dies. There you find. Love of money dies. The control of money dies. We are more powerful together. I, I'm not. I'm not afraid. Every time I look back, I see Brother Sule. I see Pastor Neka. I see Brother Kayode. I'm not disturbed. I see Brother Patrick. I'm not because we cannot. We cannot. We cannot be put to shame. Sha, one of us, Sha. That's the whole idea of family. Alright? So find your own family you can be true with. Where you can die from the hold and the grip of money. Once you pass that place, spiritual things will become easy. 
because the things that remove our eyes from spiritual things, what we will eat, what we will chop, what we will dress, what we will spend, as it is the pursuit of that. So we are going to end now. We've gone about the time thing. Lord, help our hearts. Purify our hearts. Purify our motives. Let us not just say things we don't mean. Let us live the life. Let us drop our distrust and embrace trust. Let us know part time where you put us and know the benefit of why you put us there and what you want to do with us. Let us not miss our good because of our heart. Help our heart to conceive that which is good and notice that which is good wherever we find it. Help our heart to be pure. Help our heart to be forgiving. Help our heart to be open. Help our heart to live true to what you preach. Help our heart to live true to what you preach. Help our heart be true. Our heart needs to be purified. Help our heart. Because we know today, if we didn't know before, we know that you judge the heart. It's not about what people see. Even though the heart produces what people see. But even before people begin to see it, you judge the heart. You go deep in the heart and you judge it. So Lord, help our hearts. Don't let us be hardened. Don't let our heart be hardened. Don't let our heart be dark. Let our heart be soft. Let our hearts be reachable. Let our hearts be moldable. Let our heart be transparent.
to be surrendered to you. You weigh the actions of the heart. Help our heart. Help our heart. Help our heart to be pure. Help our heart to be transparent. Help our heart to be true. Help our heart to be sincere. Help our hearts. Help our hearts, oh God. If you were touched by the message you just heard and you would like to accept the love of Jesus Christ, please say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my will to you right now. I am tired of doing life by myself. I ask that you forgive my sins and start afresh with me. I believe you died 
you rose again and I believe in your second coming. From now on, I ask that you will be Lord over my life. Help me to follow your footsteps and live like you. I receive your free gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations and welcome into the family. If you said this prayer, we would love to hear from you. Please visit our website at www.jesusanandedministry.com and fill the love card. We look forward to receiving your message. God bless you. The message you just heard is from Jesus and Ended Ministry. To connect with us, you can visit our website at www.jesusanandedministry.com. God bless you. The